Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello Colts fans, this is the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. I'm your host Jake Arthur here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, it helps us greatly. If you need, hit, hit pause right now and just hammer the subscribe and review buttons. Thank you guys for joining me today. On today's show, we cover the Colts' 41-21 victory over the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. The Colts are now 5-2 and tied for first place in the AFC South after the Tennessee Titans lost on Sunday. Uh, This win puts the Colts now at 3-0 all-time at Ford Field, and they are also 3-0 under Frank Reich following the bye week. Today's show is brought to you once again by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. If you listen to the pregame show, you heard that I pointed out a prop bet in this game where the odds of a defensive or special teams touchdown for either team was at plus 225. I hope one of you out there took that because the Colts brought it home for you. If anyone out there nailed this bet, then you've got to tweet us at Believe in Colts and let us know. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Heading into this game, the Colts got some great injury news. They got linebacker Darius Leonard back, who had been nursing a groin injury for the last two and a half games. Tight end Mo Alley Cox, who had a knee injury, and wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr., who had a calf injury and was on injured reserve. They were all back in this game and center Ryan Kelly, who was nursing a knee injury. Uh, He had missed a lot of playing or a lot of practice time during the week. He was able to play as well. Uh, That's great because Kelly's backup plan was going to be rookie center uh, Danny Pinter, who was drafted in the fifth round. So that's not quite how you want to give that guy his most extensive debut. Uh, However, there were some injuries during the game. T.Y. Hilton left the game with a groin injury. Ashton Doolin got twisted up and got a knee injury. And Rocky Sin is being evaluated for a concussion. Uh, all of those in-game injuries were reported by head coach Frank Reich. On the offensive side of the ball, the Colts started out a tad slow, uh, but they did wound up, wind up having an excellent, efficient day overall. 
Uh, they totaled 366 yards. They were 7 of 14 on third downs, which is 50%, and 1 of 1 on fourth down. And they were 3 of 3 in the red zone. Uh, they've now scored touchdowns in seven straight red zone trips. Uh, they were awful at that heading into the last couple games. So uh, they really seem to be turning a corner both on third down and red zone. So that's huge for them. They had 247 net passing yards. Quarterback Phillip Rivers went 23 of 33, which is 69.7% for 262 yards, which is a 7.9 yards per attempt. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he was sacked twice, all for a passer rating of 123.5. So he followed up week six's big day with yet another one, so he's kind of starting to stack those together. Rivers spread the ball around to 11 different receivers, and eight of them had multiple catches. Running back Naheem Hines led the way in receiving with 54 yards and two touchdowns on three catches. He continues to be an excellent pass-catching weapon, especially when he's targeted and used more as a receiver than a running back. I mean, yes, he's he's effective and picks up some yards after catch on those little dump-offs, but when he's got designed routes and he's split out, you know, out wide or in the slot or just kind of runs a unique route out of the backfield, it, it works wonders a lot of the time. On his first score, he made some moves down the right sideline, turned on the Jets, and then just dove into the end zone. And then on his second one, he just straight up beat his man down the right side for a 29-yard chunk play. Jack Doyle had Rivers' other touchdown on the day with a 7-yard score. Uh, That touchdown actually moved Doyle past Tom Mitchell and Dwayne Allen uh, into fourth place in franchise history in touchdowns scored by a tight end, now with 20. Uh, So a little history there for Jack. The Colts had an odd day rushing the ball, but productive nonetheless. Uh, They couldn't do much early. They ran it just 10 times for 12 yards in the first quarter. Uh, Of course, Jonathan Taylor uh, got got the start. However, when they turned to Jordan Wilkins, things went a lot smoother after that. They wound up finishing with 119 yards and two touchdowns on 39 carries. Wilkins led the way with single-game career highs in carries and yards, uh, 20 carries for 89 yards respectively, and a touchdown. He also had a two-point conversion. Tight end Trey Burton had the other rushing touchdown for a second straight game out of the Wildcat package. Uh, He's only the third tight end in NFL history and the first since 1968 to have a rushing touchdown in consecutive games. So that's pretty unique how they're able to use him. Uh, They're they're able to do a lot of the things they had done with Eric Ebron with Trey Burton, but the big difference is that Burton can block. So uh, luckily, you know, they, they, they missed a big downfield threat in Eric Ebron, but now they've got one in Burton and Moe Ali Cox, to be honest. But both of those guys are pretty effective blockers. So uh, that's huge for the tight end group. As for the, the rushing day, I, I know, you know, fantasy football is a huge part of football fandom anymore. Uh, there, there were a lot of people out there in the fantasy community who were kind of miffed by Wilkins mostly leading the way today and Hines. And just overall, just kind of a lack of Jonathan Taylor after he didn't get going early on. Uh, But here's something a lot of people that don't always pay attention to the Colts don't really know. Outside of Marlon Mack, who obviously got hurt in week one and hasn't been in, Jordan Wilkins is the Colts' best pure runner. Uh, Hines and Taylor have more explosiveness, absolutely, and they make some big plays. 
but Wilkins has a blend of vision, contact balance, and leg drive that the other guys just don't really have. Uh, Wilkins' career hasn't developed in this way, but there's a reason that Chris Ballard spoke so highly of Wilkins after they drafted him in 2018. I mean, he even compared him to Matt Forte, and Chris Ballard was in Chicago when they drafted Matt Forte. He was around him during a lot of his successes, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, You cannot give up on Taylor yet. He's had some really good moments this year, and he's way ahead of where a lot of people thought he'd be as a pass catcher. Uh, But they went with the hot hand on Sunday, and that was Wilkins. I'm sure Taylor is likely to remain the starter moving forward, uh, but it just was not his day. Speaking of Wilkins, uh, here he is speaking to the media after his big day. How do you wait for opportunity and stay stay in it when you're only getting five or six snaps a game? Um, really, it's just about you know waiting for my turn. I'm not you know not a, I don't think anybody on our team is a selfish type player. Uh, we have a great backfield from the head from the top to the bottom. Um, so whenever my numbers call, you know I just try to do the best I can to, to fill in you know for whoever's been in there and uh, make plays. So you know that's kind of how my career's been going so far. I never know when I'm gonna be in there, um, but you know I just gotta stay ready. Mike Chapel. Jordan, it's funny. Frank talked about the the one one punch going into the season, and it was Jonathan and Marlon. And here you and Naheem kind of carried the day. What's the bond between you guys as being same draft class, and you've been through all this together? Uh, yeah. I mean, being in the same team for a couple of years now, obviously, you know, especially in the same room, uh, you're going to grow a lot of chemistry and grow close to each other. Uh, obviously, we came in at the same class, so I mean, we knew each other at the combine a little bit, and you know, just coming in, working each and every day, and you know, seeing what what our other teammates are putting into the game, um, you know, just gives you the ultimate respect for them, and you know, you love seeing the ball. So, you know, it was definitely a fun day today. He had the, the two great celebrations. Yours was nothing from you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the most showy guy, you know. Just you know, congratulate my teammates, you know, for helping me get there. And, uh, you know, we'll let Naheem do all the flipping and stuff. So that got me pretty hyped. So it was cool to see. Zach Kiefer. Jordan, I know you're a team first guy and uh, you're going to wait for your turn. But after a game like that, does part of you say, look at what I can do, right? Like, I knew I could do this. Like, look at that and, and give me the ball more. Um, you know, no, not really, because I try to stay away from that. You know, in the back of your mind sometimes, you know, as you're going, you're like, okay, I'm hot, I'm keep going, but no. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not the selfish type. You know, I just want to make plays and help my team win. You know, whatever that, if it's, you know, blocking, if it's running, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't really matter who's in. We just got to get a W. So I don't think of, you know, a name or a back, my, my name on the back of my jersey or anything. Uh, you know, I'm unselfish. We just want to help the team win, and that's for everybody in this locker room. So, you know, there is no, you know, shade or anything. Like, oh, I need to be out there more, um, you know, after, especially after a good game today. Because, honestly, today I feel like there's still plays I can get better at. You know, I had, a, you know, a decent game, but I'm not satisfied with my performance. I mean, I feel that I can still get better. And, you know, I think that's how everybody feels in this locker room. And, you know, that's, you know, a cue of a great team. We'll go last one, Bob Kravitz. Jordan, you guys were five and two at this point here as well. Why do you feel like this this will play out differently than it did last year? Um, you know, just because we got momentum. You know, obviously we put in the work. You know, um, day in and day out. Um, we have a great group of guys that love working together. So the camaraderie between all of us is great. 
Um, and, you know, we just love the work, you know, and, uh, you know, we're hitting, we think we're hitting our stride, to, you know, at the right time, but we still haven't, you know, put a full 60 minute game together yet. So we're working on doing that. Defensively, I think we can all say it was pretty refreshing for the Colts to have the performance that they did. Uh, their last couple games, it's just like they've they've not come onto the field prepared to play at all, and they had to flip some switch uh, going into the second half. But in this one, it really was a pretty complete game defensively. Uh, they were able to get some pressure on quarterback Matt Stafford. They completely shut down the run game. So uh, it, it was just another strong effort by coordinator Matt Eberflus's group. Uh, of course, Darius Leonard coming back gave them a shot in the arm. I think we all hoped that it was going to go that way. Uh, but they, again, had a pretty, pretty complete day overall. Detroit had just 326 yards of offense. They were also 7-14 of 14 on third down and 0-1 for one on fourth down. And they were 2-3 of three in the red zone. Detroit also turned the ball over twice. And believe it or not, the Colts got their first fumble recovery of the season even though they came into this game leading the NFL in interceptions. Uh, the Lions finished with 297 net passing yards. Matthew Stafford went 24 of 42, which is 57.1% for 336 yards, which is an 8.0 YPA. He had three touchdowns and one interception and was sacked five times for a pass rating of 96.9%. The interception, of course, was by Kenny Moore, who returned it 29 yards for a touchdown. Uh, the five sacks on the day for the Colts were the most by them since late 2017. Sunday, the Colts had two players with at least two sacks, and that was Danico Autry and Tyquan Lewis, who are the Colts' left ends. Also, they, they play a bit of uh, defensive tackle as well. The last time the Colts had two players in the same game with two sacks was all the way back in 2004, and that was Raheem Brock and Dwight Freeney. Uh, the fifth sack of the day was by Darius Leonard, who also forced a fumble on the play, and that was recovered by Justin Houston. It was the Colts' sixth consecutive game with at least one interception, and the last time they had a season where they did that was 2015, or the last the last you know stretch of six games with the pick was 2015. Uh, the Colts now have three interceptions returned for touchdowns, which is only the 11th time in franchise history that a Colts team has done that in a single season. Uh, against rushing the ball, the Colts completely shut down Detroit's run game. Uh, the Lions came in averaging 108.5 yards per game on the ground, but totaled just 29 on 13 carries on Sunday. And honestly, it took a couple gadget plays. For what it's worth, Jamal Agnew led the way with 11 yards on one carry, the running backs, Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift, combined for just 8 yards on 11 carries. It was the second time this season that the Colts have held an opponent to 30 yards or, or less in a single game. Uh, they also held Chicago to 29. The Colts are one of two teams to do this twice so far in the season. Uh, the Steelers have also done it, and it's just the third time that the Colts have done it since 2018. The first half was just beautiful in general. Uh, the Colts held Detroit to only one third down conversion, 80 total net yards of offense, and just five rushing yards. Uh, the Lions also only possessed the ball for seven minutes and 54 seconds. The five rushing yards that the Colts allowed uh, was the fewest in a first half since at least 2000 for the Colts. 
And then the Colts, uh, the last time they held an opponent to eight minutes or less of possession in the first half was late in 2016. After scoring his first career touchdown uh, in the NFL, Colts star nickelback Kenny Moore spoke to the media. When, when you guys put points on the board on defense, I mean, just is that the next level? Because you guys, you guys have consistently been good all year, but it feels like you've taken that to a different level by putting the ball in the end zone this year. Uh, I think each day of practice, we're just going out and challenging each other to, to, to make a good play great. And, uh, you know, taking the ball away, that's obviously a great play, but, but having points on the board as a defense uh, is a game changer. And uh, we just want to put our offense in the best position to win. Um, like I said, we just want to uh, make those turnovers in, into points. Real quick, um, can you just tell us what you saw on the pick? Uh, the ball coming to me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, me hitting my drop in, in, in that zone, uh, the ball just in the air. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, is he, is he going to throw it? Uh, and I guess one had a <clears throat> had a hitch or so, uh, and, and, and I was able to get underneath it. Jim Aiello? Yeah, that's gonna be my question, but I just wanted to ask if you thought uh, if you thought Matthew maybe didn't see you, or did, did he, do you think he'd get it over your head or something like that? Uh, maybe he thought it was a different play. Uh, we didn't really run that play uh, much at all during the game, but um, I think it was just a, a good play call for what they were, what were trying to do uh, on that down the distance. So um, sometimes, sometimes they they're not thinking that we're going to be in a certain call or, or a certain pressure or so, but. Uh, you know, whenever they throw it up, you got to go get it. In the first part of the game, it looked like you guys were, were blitzing more, maybe attacking a little more. Is there Was there any part of that maybe tried after the slow first half, the last couple of games, this part just kind of get you guys going a little bit more and, and, and attacking, or is that wrong? wrong read? <clears throat> uh, I'm not too sure, you know, as, as far as the play calls go. Uh, you know, just whatever it's called, uh, we're, we're there to, 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 to make that play great. So, uh, you know, just having Darius back in the in the flow of things, um, we want to get him in the mid, so uh, it's good to have him back. All right, we'll go two more. Akeem Glasby. Yeah, uh, Kenny, you mentioned a little bit about having Darius back, but again, what does he do as a player in terms of, you know, in coverage and tackling and rushing the passer? And then what does he bring uh, in terms of the mentality in terms of, you know, maybe helping you guys bring um, some extra energy on the road? Um, I mean, something that we've we've been talking about since, you know, Coach Frank Wright and the staff has been here. Uh, it's just bring it, bringing some juice. And uh, Darius is a guy for the job. So, um, you know, we have different leaders on the team, uh, by example, um, some vocal, some not. So uh, having Darius uh, in the middle of the defense, uh, he, ha he, he brings that competitive aspect out of everybody. Um, you don't have a choice but to feed off him. All right, last one, Larry Lage. How, uh, how key was it to really shut down their running game? 29 carries uh, or 29 yards total uh, to make them one-dimensional. Well, like you said, just making them one-dimensional. Uh, we have to earn the right to, 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 to rush the passer. We have to earn the right to, you know, stop the pass. So uh, in order to do that, you got to make them one-dimensional and stopping the run. Uh, something that, that we preach each and every day is uh, for us to win a ball game, you got to stop the run. So. 
And that'll do it for another episode of Believe in Colts. Thank you guys, as always, for joining me. Remember, please subscribe to the show and rate us on iTunes. Uh, that helps put us on, put a lot more eyes on us and helps us move up those podcasting charts. So uh, just a simple act, you, you don't realize how, how much it helps. We can be found on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Luminary, and more. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Believe in Colts, and me personally at Jake Arthur NFL on Twitter and Facebook, as well as Jake Arthur underscore on Instagram. You can find my written work with Sports Illustrated at AllColts.com. I uh, I put up a little kind of post game sidebar on on that website AllColts.com about Jordan Wilkins' performance. So be sure to check that out. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the show, please send them to me through email at believeincolts at gmail.com or respond when I send out the call for questions on Twitter. Today's show was sponsored by Bet Online. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact believe at believe.com. We'll be back on Friday to break down this huge showdown at Lucas Oil Stadium next week against reigning NFL MVP Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Have a great week, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.